0: get them before they get to Zillow from Google Ads or Google or Facebook. I mean, Zillow's great too, don't get me wrong, but I find those leads, like a phone call on Zillow costs about $400 down here in this market on Hiltnet. Expensive, right? It does return on its investment, but these ads I'm getting online, each leads about 20 bucks. So it's just, um, don't go pay the big boy. You can maybe split it up a little bit, but you wanna be driving your own leads to your own site that has your own branding, and your you know, your thoughts as far as your philosophies go with how you do it, what you do, and spend time on the front end because again, people are chewing for this information.
1: So the question is this, how do most agents succeed in today's competitive real estate market when all the successful agents are keeping the secrets to themselves? So that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I interview agents from all over the world. I ask them their tactics and they share all of their secrets with me so we can give them to the world. I'm Aaron Amuchastegui and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, I am back. I'm here with today's co-host, Shelby Johnson, and we get to interview Brandon Greenplate. Shelby, what do you know about Brandon so far?
2: Oh, my gosh, Brandon, I just stalked you on the Internet for just a few minutes before this, and you are 30 under 30 out of Hilton Head, South Carolina, and you specialize in the short term rentals. And I clicked one of your links from your Instagram, and it just took me to all of a bunch of questions that I was going to ask you about short term rentals. Like you have so much information on the Internet already for your uh, clients. So thank you for coming today. We're so excited to talk to you about all of this stuff.
0: Shelby, Aaron, thank you so much for having me, guys. Real Estate rock stars, great show, privileged to be here, ready to add some value to everybody out there listening, and um, look forward to getting rolling. Yeah. Awesome. Listeners,
1: buckle up as we're ready. The, I'm going I'm to jump in with the first question, and then we're going to see where Shelby takes it. How did you get into real estate, and when did you get into real estate?
0: Yeah, great question. So I'm a Clemson grad. Um, while I was at Clemson, I spent all of my summers down here on Hilton Head, about four hours away. First two summers, I was a jet ski tour guide, so I was out there every day just you know, really falling in love with this place, sunsets um, over the water, sunrises over the water, but after two summers, I was like, hmm, I should probably get something on my resume, right? So I had a friend of a friend that um, was a real estate broker here on Hilton Head since about 1984, got my foot in the door with an internship for the first summer. Um, second summer, I come back, and I have my real estate license, he paid for it, and um really decided after I graduated that, where do I want to go? How do I want to do it? What part of, I knew I wanted to get into real estate. I knew I wanted to work for myself. I knew uh, um, I had the potential to, to be successful in it, but I decided to come back here uh, full time. And at that point, it was a hundred percent commitment. What what can happen? What can I do? I'm going to jump in and see what happens.
2: And what year was that?
0: So that was twenty. 17 summer so I graduated in December 2018 from Clemson University um, first two summers 15 16 down here living on the island island life uh, working jet skis so it wasn't that long ago
2: gosh gotcha. okay and and you decided to you know not use what was your degree in at Clemson
0: business management entrepreneurship
2: okay that Thank makes you. sense by the way, I'm a Gamecock, so we're mortal enemies. Oh, no. Oh, no. Clem <laughs> sucks. So- no, I'm just kidding. Clem sucks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh- <laughs> So, okay, very cool. So you got your real estate license. This is 2018 and you now specialize in short term rentals, but did it always start that way or did you start out? How did, what did that look like?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, So the brokerage that I'm still at and the brokerage that I came back and started working for right after I graduated had an in-house rental management company. Um, So I was, when I was interning, I was learning a little bit about the rentals, right? And I was learning a little bit about real estate. And, you know, when I, kind of came back here full time i was like where can i really dig in so through buying some properties and going through trial and tribulation with um what works what doesn't work what's a good buy what's a good value add i was really kind of walking in the um steps of these investors being kind of a little bit one myself a wannabe one <laughs> and um you know it was just something that uh, nobody really everybody's an investment realtor right they'd sell investment property but they don't dig deep into the nitty-gritty of you know, caring about your client's success post-transaction. So mm. for me to kind of dive in and have some properties and additionally be able to provide that value, these are the contractors you're looking for, this, that, this is what you want to look for. It was just some a niche that I saw down here that nobody really capitalized on yet. And I dug my feet in and it has turned out well so far.
2: Okay. Awesome. And was that the long-term rental niche in the beginning and then shifted to short-term or was it short-term from the beginning?
0: So. For the listeners that don't know Hilton Head, we're the uh, second biggest island on the East Coast, 40,000 residents, 3.5 million visitors per year. Those visitors generate over a billion dollars for our local economy, and it gives us big town amenities in this small little beach town. So the marketplace here is short-term rentals, the most profitable, um, and... The other thing that I saw kind of going through is, you know, benefits of real estate, owning real estate, right? And there's a lot, you know, mortgage pay down, appreciation, cash flow, all that stuff, but people can use these properties as well. So it's kind of a hybrid. It's a way for people to buy property, enjoy all of the benefits of owning real estate. But then on top of that, they get to use these properties, families, friends, memories. Um, So that's kind of the niche of. My clients use a lot of the property, but then they also rent it out, offset expenses, and enjoy all of the other benefits of owning real estate. So that's kind of, you know, how I got into it was people were buying, they wanted to offset their expenses, or some people want to, you know, just fully be investors. Um, so it's kind of finding that happy medium and always just serving the client. Right? What are they looking for? How can I add as much value as possible and um, get them to the next level? Achieve that goal of a short-term rental here in Hilton Head.
1: So it was like vacation rentals before vacation rentals were cool. But I guess that was, it was, it's really common in certain areas where, um, I mean, you're getting three million visitors a year in a small area like that. So the, I mean, the, before like Airbnb and VRBO were really getting, you know, getting big or I guess as they were, but like markets like that had had short-term rentals since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing. So the, what did you do for volume your first year? And what are, what do you do for volume, I guess the last couple of years, or what do you, what are you thinking you're going to do this year?
0: Yes. So, you know, nothing happens overnight. And I think that's something for listeners, um, that are trying to get into real estate patience. And I struggled with patience in the first year. Right. But I told myself, I'm going to commit hundred percent. I'm going to see what happens and I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. Uh, first year, you know, I probably sold, I don't know, 2 million, a million. And, you know, of that majority was towards the end of the first year. Um, and then, you know, it's momentum, right? You're either rolling uphill or you're rolling downhill. And I guess halfway through my second year, um, you know, if you keep pounding the pavement and keep working hard. Fruits will fall. I, uh, represented a buyer on a $4.2 million oceanfront house. And I was like, oh baby, I can do this. So, second, nice. so yeah, second <laughs> year I probably did 10 million third year. I did 22. Two um and then year to date this year i'm at about 24 million so continuing to scale you know what can i do to continue the exponential growth um, but it's a snowball right it doesn't happen overnight um, so i'm on track my goal this year is is 40 and i should hit 40. i'm a solo agent with an assistant right now
2: and where are your leads coming from so in the beginning versus where they are now I see that you're pretty big online, but like, what is your strategy in regard to lead gen?
0: Um, Initially, starting out, uh, I think it's important, you know, for people that are getting into real estate to really find a broker that can be a mentor to them, right? Um, So my broker hooked me up on his Zillow account um, where he's paying, you know, for leads. And we had a a pretty meaty split right in the beginning, but he was just getting clients in front of me. I was getting on the phone with clients. I was getting comfortable. I started building rapport, started building my book of business. Um, so that's kind of initially how it got off the ground. Um, but today, so I generate traffic to my website. I have a Google ads guru. Um, I do do a little bit on Zillow. I market on bigger pockets, which anybody that's trying to get into the real estate investment niche, should look into bigger pockets. It's unbelievable. I mean, I've closed two or three million dollar homes off of forum posts. Um, and then on top of that, it's my sphere, right? You know, you start to treat people right, you start to sell profitable properties, and you know, invest in long term relationships. People are going to start to to mention you to their friends. And um, I would probably say fifty percent of all of my stuff right now is either in my sphere or referrals. Outside of that, is paid marketing
1: hey listeners aaron here i just want to tell you about something i'm super super excited about you know a couple months ago i had a bunch of people in my office in austin and i taught what i called my foreclosure masterclass. it was to teach investors how to make money with distressed real estate investing through foreclosures and other sorts of leads that are out there of people that are desperate to sell or need to sell and maybe they don't even know it yet and that process. Well, I, we had so much fun when people, everyone came to the office. So many people said they wanted to do it again. I recorded the class. It's now live and available for purchase. So if you're interested in learning about becoming an investor and learning about becoming an investor agent, being able to educate yourself uh, some more around foreclosures, about distressed real estate, and how to get those, go to the foreclosuremasterclass.com. The foreclosuremasterclass.com. All right, back to the podcast. Okay. So what's your? So you have a lot of marketing out there. I would say, what's your marketing budget of, of how you're driving that? So you're doing Google Ads, the site, and what advice would you give somebody that's a newer agent that wants to become an investment agent, right? So the idea of like posting on Bigger Pockets forums for free advertising, I think, is great. Um, but the so somebody coming into a market now, they're moving to an area that's a lot of you know vacation rentals. How should they be getting those leads? How should they start to make a name for themselves? I get that Zillow leads is, is great for so much stuff, but if you're trying to market yourself as that, are, are potential investors just going through Zillow normally, or what's the what's the way to go?
0: So you want to catch these people before they get to Zillow, right? So one thing that, you know, in the investment niche is people are chewing for information, right? I mean, they're trying to learn as much, and it's almost... You know, information overload by the time they come on board and they're surfing the internet to look for this information. So for a new agent, I would say, come up with your message, right? What's your message. So what I do is, you know, it's vacation in your investment. And, um, I hit them with like a, I do some Google ads and some Facebook ads that kind of all come together. And I I hit them with this Venn diagram, right? And it says, what kind of buyer are you? One side of the Venn diagram says lifestyle, one side of the Venn diagram says investment, and then the overlap says combo, right? So it just starts to spike people's initial thoughts of, hmm, I can vacation in my investment, I can be an investment, and it can be, you know, so find your message and then, um, you know, generate that right traffic by hiring and surrounding yourself with somebody that knows what they're doing um, in that space and ultimately Catch these people before they get to Zillow, right? The name of the game is speed. The second I get on a call, like somebody registers on my website, I will pick up the phone immediately and I will reach out and I'll say exactly this. Hi, my name is Brandon Greenplate. I saw you recently registered on my website. Um, I just wanted to introduce myself and see how I can add value to your investment search and then shut up. Right. And then nine times out of 10, they'll just spill all the beans. Um, and I'm adding as much value as I can on that initial call, you know, going through all the different things they should be thinking about, and then have a good follow-up drip campaign, combination of drip and follow-up after that, um, because it's important to, you know, one first impression, right? Get them before they get to Zillow from Google Ads or Google or Facebook. I mean, Zillow is great too, don't get me wrong, but I find those leads, like a phone call on Zillow costs about $400 down here in this market on Hilton Head, expensive, right? It does return on its investment, but these ads I'm getting online, each leads about 20 bucks. So it's just um, don't go pay the big boy. You can maybe split it up a little bit, but you want to be driving your own leads to your own site that has your own branding and your, you know, your thoughts as far as your philosophies go with how you do it, what you do and spend time on the front end because again, people are chewing for this information.
2: Okay. So I have worked with a ton of investors like over my years, but that's out of Fayetteville, North Carolina, where the the market, they're looking at $40,000 houses like back in the day. So maybe it's a little different, but I'm super curious about your, do you have a personal screening process for investors? Do you find that they are like, you know, tire kickers for the most part, or is it different because you're in a short term rental market? Like what is your experience with investors and how do you screen them?
0: I mean, you're going to get tire kickers in every market. Let's be honest. I would say, you know, that initial conversation, you just got to be asking the right questions, you know, and and the big piece that I always find is the financing, right? You know, do you have cash? You need to be connected with a lender. If you need to be connected with a lender, here's a few options. And then I'll follow up with the lender in a day or two and say, hey, did they reach out to you? You know, and that's, that's a good one. But it's also kind of, what are their goals? What do they have in mind long-term? What are they trying to accomplish? If those goals are like, I'm looking for $400,000 in cash flow off of a $500,000 property, and I do get that stuff sometimes, you know, I am i don't have time to, to mess with all of that stuff. So I'm just realistic with them. And I tell them on the front end, listen, I've got 300 clients and I will go above and beyond for you. But if you're not serious, please don't waste my time. So I think it's just shooting people straight, you know, and letting totally. them look at- you know, you you bring a lot of value to the situation, and you will do whatever you need to do for them to help them achieve their goals, as long as they shoot you straight too, right? Um, yeah, so I think it's kind of meeting of the minds, asking the right questions, hitting them with the financing, connecting with a lender, and then seeing do they really follow up with that lender? Are they, you know, all right. that kind of stuff? Because there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm probably getting four or five leads a day. Um, so I think for agents out there, and for me too, once you really start to scale and get it rolling, you need to be mindful of who you're working with. It's a game of odds. Totally. right? And you know, you need to be putting yourself's time first. And then um, after that, make sure you're hitting the people that you need to hit and you know, going above and beyond.
2: And you mentioned providing them a lot of value. And I hear this debate all the time from people working with investors. It's do you run numbers with them for them? Do you make them run their own numbers? Do you provide a calculator for them? Like what does the analysis piece look like?
0: Yeah, for sure. Again, it's, it's establishing their goals from the start. And then I do have cash flow performance. I do have different tools. I have like a rule of thumb, like the 1% rule, or 10% rule, whatever you want to call it. And what I will do is if it's a really good property, right? And I know this is what they're looking for. I'll run the numbers and I'll put it in their inbox and say, you know, this is going to sell this week, this weekend, today, I'm going to be probably sending this to two or three other people, but this hits your numbers. And this is what you told me you were looking for from the start. And then if they kind of step back and say, Oh, well, I don't know. Well, what, what, this is what you're asking for. I'm delivering it to you. So um, I will run numbers. I will provide cash flow pro formas. But at the end of the day, it's more of like once they know what they're looking for and something comes up or I share it with them, then I'm diving deep into it, right? What is the the big thing down here is what's the true potential of rentals, right? So you have a lot of rental management companies that under rent, right? If you're doing it on Airbnb and VRBO, what is that true potential? Um so it's kind of working through case-by-case case basis and you know a lot of my buyers are in the million dollar price range so I'm going to spend the time
2: yeah. on, like, <laughs>
0: putting these numbers together and putting them in front of them um, just to make sure that they're an understanding and that I have all the information correct
2: makes sense
1: For the, So, the which which website do you send people to when you're running like the, the ads it's going to your personal one so I found like find Hilton head real estate is that is that your primary one
0: yeah, that's my primary one right now. There's a short-term rental investment page on that. So I, I send them to what type of buyer are you page. And within that page, um, it says, okay, are you an investment buyer? Are you a combo buyer? Or are you a lifestyle buyer? And depending on what they click, I have a lifestyle page. I have an investment page um, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, it's really... You know, my Google ads guy was like, are you sure you want to funnel that many people? But I want people to be on my page and click through and really be consuming this information. So by the time that I do get in contact with them, they're up to speed, right? Um, at least a little bit on what's my philosophies, how it works, all that kind of stuff.
1: This is great. So, I mean, listeners, I think like Brandon's giving you this blueprint, right? This blueprint that works of like finding um, so by the time Brandon's getting those leads, not just, are they like pretty inexpensive, right? He's talking about $20 a lead, but by the time they reach out to him, if you go check out his site, like find Hilton head real estate, go to resources, what type of buyer are you? That's where his ad is taking people. And then as it's going through, it's got some pictures and it just quickly starts asking them something before it starts to teach them anything. Like, cool. You found me. What type of buyer are you? Like they don't have to read anything before they find that. It's like a really quick, like, okay, now I want to find the right page it takes them to a new page where there's like now there's four videos set up as he's you know able to like explain and teach them and there's these two I think I think you've got two call to actions that are maybe the same get in touch or start start your short-term rental search as I see it you click that if I click one of those I get a little pop-up that says get exclusive access to personalized listings. so they're putting in name email phone number and that's the moment where as soon as that lead hits you call them you know within within seconds if you can within minutes if you can how many people don't answer the phone when you call
0: um honestly i would probably say it's a 50% answer rate so here's the thing aaron that i see a lot of debate happening on these lead gen personal websites is do you require a phone number the answer every single time is yes if they're not willing to put their phone number in they're not willing to have a conversation yeah, with not you real. And, right, you know, so if they're putting their phone number in, they're they're probably expecting a call or some sort of follow-up and they're serious enough. So, again, you know, um, Shelby, you asked me earlier how I weed people out. I'm weeding people out before I even talk to them, right? Um, And it depends on your market, right? I mean, the amount of hits Hilton Head gets versus, you know, a different not-as-high destination. Um, So I think you listeners out there, you just really need to kind of fine-tune it to your marketplace, right? You know, what put your head in somebody that, could be interested in property or an investment or, you know, all of this type of stuff. And and what are they thinking as they go through and weed them out strategically through this lead gen process.
1: Hey guys, a quick commercial break here, but don't worry. This one is only going to run for the next two or three episodes. I talk so much about the mastermind. It's one of my passions, getting everybody to come hang out in Austin, where I get to meet you guys. Well, we just had it, you know, a few weeks ago and we decided for next year we were gonna do pre-sales. We're only selling 70 tickets total for the whole country and that way we keep it nice and small where everybody meets everybody and at the end of it, it's like a big giant family. Well, we put out the pre-sales last week and in the during the pre-sales, we sold more than 60 tickets. So there's less than 10 spots left. 10 spots left if you wanna join us for the Mastermind for next year we're putting the date so far out there you've got no excuses um, to be able to know that the date works you can put in your calendar now and we also set up a payment plan for people to break it up into four easy payments so if you're one of those people that have thought about going to the mastermind have never pulled the trigger now's the time and it's for it's for march for next year but you got to go sign up now if you want that spot i don't like selling i don't like advertising so we figured we would knock it out quickly we'd knock it out you know this first couple weeks in april for next year so instead of working on that we're going to focus on Value. If you do join the mastermind, you get to be a uh, join part of our private Facebook group where we do monthly Zoom calls, where we do tactics on those calls. They're really small. There's like, you know, between 10 and 20 people on those. So you get to ask lots of questions and learn from experts. So if you are interested in signing up, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind, network.com forward slash mastermind. Go lock in your ticket. We have less than 10 spots left. You can break it up into four payments, so that way it is much easier to, to be sure to join. And I promise you, it is the least expensive mastermind out there for the type of stuff that we're doing. You know, the GoBundance masterminds that I talk about that I'm a part of cost five times what we do for this, and I try to deliver twice as much value. All right, back to the podcast. Yeah. And, and so, and I just like to reiterate what you said before too. Like, so they're you're using this funnel to get them to give you information and make sure they're serious because if your leads are inexpensive enough anyway, if you're using this strategy of like getting online traffic to get there and then people are now hitting your site. So you like, you're paying 20 bucks a lead, but they've already been funneled down pretty well. And I love that as soon as you call, as soon as they answer, all you're saying is how can I add value? The, yep. it's like I a, want to
0: introduce myself. This is who I am. I saw you registered. I just, how can I add value to your situation? Right. Shut up. Right. Um, that is the biggest thing that I've learned as far as what works. Yeah. Like let them
1: start talking and then they start talking. What do you think if somebody's in these other markets, what are the sorts of like Google terms that they should be thinking about using? Like what are those search terms or the, or do you have someone to recommend that they should go talk to about that?
0: Yeah. So again, it depends what type of, real estate sales are trying to do. If it's investment, actually what I did, which is pretty funny. So you've probably heard of short-term shop, right? Um, They have all of the, you know, investment niche and all that. So there's a website, um, you'll have to Google it, but it's a keyword finder and you can put in a specific URL. So I took short-term shop and I plugged it in and I was looking at all of the keywords that they were using, right? And it's like Airbnb, Hilton Head, South Carolina, investment properties, right? So you want to get strategic with that. But again, this whole process, as far as getting it down to $20, it doesn't start like that. It probably starts at $30 or $40. But as Google starts to learn what people like, that cost per click will go down. Um, But I would utilize specific keywords to your marketplace. So let's just say, I don't know, you're in Delray Beach, Florida, right? Delray Beach, Airbnb investment properties, right? Delray Beach, um, short-term STR, right? There's so many different things but if you Google, I forget the name of it, keyword finder, if you Google keyword finder URL, take short term rental shop, plug them in <laughs> and see what kind of keywords they're going to spit out because you know those guys, they, they push a lot of traffic to their site. They
1: do. They're, they're a famous short term, they, they're, they're well branded, they're in tons of different markets. I got a few buddies that are part of their companies in, in different places over there and the I talks about branding right and this personal branding that now you're doing for yourself in Hilton head as you're becoming that person that's that's known for that so now you've been in real estate for a while right the what is something that you wish you would have known about real estate when you first started
0: oh man there's a lot Um, I think you know just everybody says you can make your own schedule right and when you're starting off you you can but when you really get rolling you're making your schedule around your client's schedule, right? So there's definitely a lot of freedom involved in the world of real estate. But when you're out here and you're really trying to hustle and make it happen, I mean, it's a lot of time that I thought I, you know, I could move things around a little more. But at the end of the day, when you build something, you know, and you have a big book of business and you have over 100, 150 past clients, I mean, it's your baby and you want to keep it rolling. But it's just, it's more time, you know, um, I guess that you thought you could schedule on the front end, but you're really scheduling around your clients, which is pros and cons to everything, right?
1: Yeah. That's a great point. People want to be their own boss. People want to be an entrepreneur. People want to run their own company and they, because they want to, because you see somebody that's been an entrepreneur for 20 years and they're like going out on a, you know, they're going on vacation on a Tuesday and you're like, Oh cool. That's really cool. How do you do that? I'm an entrepreneur. So then that becomes like the goal and the dream But the reality and the realistic thing is the people that are the most successful do not make their own schedule at the beginning it's 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 important for people to know because i've got a lot of agents that have reached out to me that became agents in the last year and they're like this just is not working like what should i be doing different and i'm trying to ask them like are you working as many hours on your job now as you were at your old job like they quit their office job of 40 or 50 hours a week. And now they're an agent and they're like, and they've done a couple things and they're kind of waiting and it's like, so whether it's outbound calling or letters or whatever else, like, are you door knocking eight hours a day? Are you outbound calling eight hours a day? Are you writing letters? Are you like finding lead lists? Are you research? Like you should be working as hard as many hours that you're twice
2: as hard. Twice, <laughs> twice as hard right? Like right now it's like
1: if you don't succeed you're you're screwed so it's
0: on you right and I think something important for the listeners that I learned and you know I invested a lot into you know real estate coaches leader coaches um you know content people all that stuff but one of the big things I took away is how many hours a day are you spending on revenue generating activities versus non-rev gen activities right totally and you really break down the amount you get paid working on RevGen versus non-RevGen. I mean, when I it with Mike, it's like $500 an hour. Yeah, you don't have a boss that's writing you a check, but you just need to keep that in your head. If I'm picking up the phone, if I'm knocking on doors, if I'm writing letters, if I'm following up with leads, right, those are all RevGen, and in the beginning, you need to you know, set things up and there's always going to be some non-RevGen, at some point you can delegate that, hire an assistant, so on and so forth, but you need to be putting most amount of your time in the day in these rev gen activities and you know it's not going to happen overnight but it will happen if you spend enough time on
2: it dude i totally agree and have that same conversation so frequently where it's like nothing else matters like they get into real estate and they're like trying to build and learn and all of these things and i'm like dude if you don't have people to work with you don't have a business <laughs> yeah. so go and pour all of your energy into finding people to actually work with um that you did oh i have two different questions so The first one is you mentioned an assistant twice now and a lot of people, you know, maybe they're, they're crushing it in their business and they want to take that first step and hire an assistant. So what do you have your assistant do?
0: Yes. So all of the non-rev gen stuff, right? Because I'm responsible for generating, you know, so all I do transaction coordination, a little bit of marketing, um, honestly, just. You know showing coordination everything down to you know inspection stuff like that and it doesn't happen overnight right the biggest advice that i can give somebody when they're going to hire a assistant is wait till the time's right when the time is right let go and overpay them because I mean, I put an ad out there of like, I think it was like 70 to 90 grand and I had 60 applicants for, and I'm telling you, she is worth every freaking penny. And what happens when you get that right person on your team, right? It frees up all that non-rev gen time that you were spending on and now you're spending more time on getting more business. And it's just, you know, another step to that exponential growth.
2: Totally, and your business explodes if you have the right person to take over the eighty percent, so you can focus on the twenty. Okay, but you you said something though that if I was listening, I would be like, "How do I know when is the right time?" Because you said, "When the time is right, hire someone." When is that time?
0: I think um, when first of all, when you start to lose your mind, (laughs) you know, and you need somebody else. Fair, fair. (laughs) But I kind of have found, you know, once you get to that forty transactions a year, solo, solo you almost start to hit that point of diminishing returns, right? Um, so I would say, one, you feel like you're hitting the ceiling and you have so many little monotonous things to do where you don't have enough time in the day that you want to spend on generating more business. That is the time. And and take time in the hire process, right? Don't just jump in. Um, pay, pay them good. Put ads out there. You know, reach out to other brokerages, you know, that might be in the market for... Um, you know, an upgrade or a change of pace with some of their assistance and looking to grow. But give them growth opportunities. I would say to answer the question, everybody will know when the time is right. I think a lot of people stumble on taking that next step because they're afraid to delegate.
1: Yeah. I like a few things with that. Like I you think know, something I would maybe add that I've seen with, with advice of people that hire too soon or hire too early. There's usually one task that annoys the heck out of them. One thing that they don't like doing, and then they go, "I need to hire an assistant for this," but they don't really realize it's maybe a two-hour a week task or a four-hour a week task, and so it's it's almost like the same thing I tell somebody before before you quit your job, know what your plan is Monday through Friday, forty hours a week or eighty hours a week. Like, know what you're going to do for lead gen on lead gen on Monday. You're not going to just quit your job become an entrepreneur. Like, you got to know what you're doing before you quit your paying job to go in. And I think for an assistant, for me, is the same thing of going, like, before I hire somebody. I'm considering hiring somebody right now uh, that reached out to me, like, oh, this person's really, really skilled. But I'm trying to write down what are all the things I would have them do because I need to make sure that for them it would be full time, that I'm not having to make stuff up for them along the way, that I could, like, give them tasks, and it's going to be a good enough chance to see them go because if it's just a task or two, it's gonna be like six or eight hours a week. It's a lot of people hire too early, and then they then their people show up, and they're like, "What do I do today?" You're like, "I don't really know what you do today." And then you know it, it doesn't put stuff off. So I like that idea of knowing the right time, almost waiting until
2: something is until you're you dying, you <laughs> the, you literally know, dying. Yeah,
0: it's time to add somebody else because it's just so important. I mean, for me, when I uh, and that was about a year, a little over a year ago. I mean. Of course, there's a learning curve at the start, but I mean, once they get rolling and it's the right person, and I can't, oh people listening that are thinking about hiring, disk test, disk test, disk test, mm. so important. Um, again, I had 50 applicants. I had the top 10 fill out all of the, you know, different disk tests. I didn't even really honestly have to do the final interviews just because, you um, her disc was, it was so perfect. I did them, of course, right? But you know, you'll know from those disc tests. Super, super, super important.
1: Personality means so much. I, I also like what you said about that rev gen versus non rev gen. And I think for a lot of people that are in their first couple of years in real estate, I think it'd probably be a good exercise Like just take down on a piece of paper and write and like have two columns that are like generating revenue or not and start just writing down like all the tasks you're doing. I've done that a couple of different times uh, in my business and having the paper like set off to the side. So the kind of anything kind of new I'm doing, it's like, oh yeah, today I'm calling inspectors and like, where is that a rev gen or a non rev gen? Oh, I'm showing and like it, most of it should be pretty simple and easy to figure out, but not necessarily, but you can start to figure out like how much of what you do is, is rev gen? How much isn't? And it's that cool thing of where you start to realize your rev gen is like 500 bucks an hour. Then you can start to be like, do I want to do be done at three today or do I want to work for another hour or do I want to work for another two hours? Like, like You can make, start to make your own hours, but when you know what's RevGen and what's not, it's like you're deciding how much you want to make by how much you want to work and focus. So We reached out to you because you're a 30, you 30 under 30 class this year the, uh, and we're grateful that you wanted to come on and, and share with, with all the listeners. I think there's been a lot of great things that they can apply, but tell us a little bit about the 30 under 30 process for you. How did you sign up? Why did you sign up? What's the, what what are you most excited about with that?
0: Yes. Super grateful to, um, have gotten that accolade. Uh, it was something along the lines. I think I got the magazine actually, it's about to come out this month. June is, um, the 30 under 30. And I was looking through it. I was scrolling through and I was 26 at the time. I'm 27 now. I'm like looking at their volume. I'm like, I'm three or four times as much as these people. Like, well, I need to apply for this. Right. Um, and So I went through and I had to wait till February to apply. And, you know, they do all the forms and upgrades and all of the things as interviews go. And I think they started with like four or 500 applicants this year. Um, And, you know, they're looking for people that have, Cool backgrounds, cool stories, but also give back to their local community, right? So I've got um, some different philanthropies that we're involved with here on the island. And then, you know, we're tackling a very big project right now um, with workforce housing, converting an old bank building into multifamily units for a big resort. So stuff like that, they really liked. And then ultimately, it does come down to volume because they do get your production sheet from your broker, from the MLS. And then I think also that helped me was I had some really, really good letters of recommendation. But... The proof's in the pudding, you know, and again, it doesn't happen overnight, but it was, uh, it it was, it's really cool process. And there's a masterminds group. I'm going out in September, meeting up with everybody in Seattle. And again, it's just, it's a network for me. And I'm a long-term relationship guy. I'm not going anywhere in this industry. And it was just a way for me to kind of say, I'm here, I'm coming and I'm not stopping. Right. You know, so it's just another step stone um, on the ladder to where I want to get to.
2: It makes sense. And it makes you look really cool online. (laughs) For real. Like I do. I love seeing the 30 under 30. I'm like, damn, man, I'm impressed already. Uh, I, Oh, sorry. Say something.
0: No, I was just going to say it's a really cool network too. Like when I got yeah. uh, accepted, like all of these past 30, under 30 people were, you know, sending me note cards, congratulations, you know, and that's a great way, you know, for referral business too. I mean, there's totally. a Facebook page and we're all passing business and I'm like, anybody looking for a short-term rental on Hilton Head, send my-
2: caller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm shooting people around. So again, it's just building your network, focus on your network. Um, and, you know, again, it's cliche, but that's your net worth here, especially in this industry dude it's totally true
2: i have one more question real quick on the assistant because you mentioned you know hiring someone who was 70 to ninety thousand dollars. is that did i get that right a year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so now in all i hear you know all over the interwebs is onlinejobs.ph you know hire from the philippines hire from mexico hire from india so did the virtual assistant route ever cross your mind or did like is she in person what is that
0: It did cross Mm -hmm. my mind and it's probably the next step if I need some more help on the back end, which I'm getting pretty close to. But I just, I'm a culture guy, right? I want somebody Mm -hmm. to be in the office. I want somebody to know my processes, know how I work. I can rely on when I'm not, you know, physically there. And yeah, she's in the office now, super experienced, right? You know, somebody worth every penny. And again, it comes back to that hiring process and waiting till the time's right. You wanna wait until you can pay somebody that is really gonna serve your business. Of course, there's gonna be people out there that, you know, a lot of room for growth but i wasn't looking for that i was looking for somebody that could come in and add immediate value and take me to the next level from the start and i was willing to pay for it and again it was worth every single penny and she's getting raises so I w- it's, it's worth it it's if badass. you find the right person and you're ready for it and you have a plan in place
2: is she licensed just curious she
0: is not licensed. not licensed but Rachel. it's one of those things where she doesn't really need to be i'm actually i'm, I'm bringing my little brother on board he just graduated here recently so agent under me uh, love we're starting. but i don't need her to be because i'm out on the streets showing property calling yeah. she's she's at the hub at the database right it's just what's your role from the start right what do you want to do what are your goals what's their background and um for me it was having somebody that write this contract up at nine o'clock right you know like that <laughs> kind of stuff <laughs> i mean uh- and that's why she getting paid the way you get paid
2: that's what i was gonna say i was like okay that makes sense because you know hypothetically if i was in the admin side i'd be like my hours are you know eight to five if you call me at nine i'd be like bio so yeah she's she's earning it
0: (laughs) yeah you just got to establish those expectations from the start
2: perfect
1: Hey, real estate rock stars. We only have a few minutes left in this episode, but before we get to the grand finale, I just wanted to say as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, podcasts are obviously free. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast, but if you could pay one thing, if I could charge you one thing to listen to this podcast, what I would ask you to do is go please make a review. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's on youtube or on apple or android wherever you listen to podcasts and go give me a review of the podcast i read them i listen to them i try to make adjustments you know a couple years ago i had a ton of bad reviews on the sound quality or the number of advertisements things like that and i've really tried to dial in to add value for all of you guys so please 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 go do a review if you want to get a, a copy of the toolbox of the stuff that you know everybody that comes on the show they give us some tactics They give us something that we put in what we call our toolbox. And so to get that, you go to real estate, rockstars, network.com. When you get there, click on the, the toolbox and you get access to the free gift that every person that we interview on the episode provides. There's things like, you know, uh, listing tactics, how to do a presentation, you know, how to do a newsletter, all sorts of cool, fun stuff. And if you want to talk to me, go find me on Instagram at Aaron Amuchastegui. Ask me a question. I talk to so many of you guys on there. All right back to the show thanks again for being a listener oh well well, brandon this has been awesome right the uh i i love being able to get you on here and all the stuff that you've been sharing and any final thoughts you know words of inspiration prediction something that that you think that all all real estate agents should hear and know.
0: Yeah. um, Well, there's a lot. But I would say, first and foremost, I think something that everybody's missing out right now, as far as market goes, is this housing shortage in the United States, right? You know, we're 6 million homes short. And everybody's saying, oh, what's going to happen with the market? What's going to happen with the market? Is it going to fall through? Until we catch up to that difference, we're going to have a huge, we do have a huge supply and demand issue. So long term, and what I'm telling my clients, I'm buying property. I think buying property is super important for agents and kind of getting out of that mindset of just realtor, realtor, realtor. Also focus on buying property. There's some unbelievable benefits and taxes cost seg when agents buy property, right? Um, so, you know, commit to your craft, put your head down, right? Nothing happens overnight. Good things will happen if as long as you just keep going towards that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's a long-term relationship game. Don't, you know, use a failure as an excuse to work backwards, use it as an excuse or not an excuse, use it as momentum to push yourself forward, learn from it, because there's failures that are going to be inevitable. And, you know, the only thing that's going to get you closer to your goal is, is failing and then learning from it and moving to the next level. Um, so don't be afraid to fail. And it, good things will happen if you commit.
2: Oh, so wise and under 30. Unbelievable. <laughs> Brandon, how can people get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, people can connect with me on Instagram. Um, it's my name, Brandon, B R A N D O N, dot green plate, greenplate, G R E E N P L A T E. Or you can just Google my name. I'm uh, pretty big on LinkedIn. I like posting a lot of good stuff on LinkedIn um, and my uh, website, findhiltonheadrealestate.com. Um so a lot of cool things we have going on and I share, you know, projects, properties I'm working on personally, success stories with my clients. Um and you know, anybody that is looking for a short-term rental and wants to vacation in their investment on Hilton Head Island, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'll take good care of
2: you. Uh oh, love it. Yeah, you came right up when I googled your name. And uh rock stars out there, if you want to hang out with me and Aaron, we are Aaron Amugastagi on Instagram and the Shelby Show on the gram. So message us. We want to hear from you. I promise that we'll reply. And make sure to ask us about the 2024 Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind or Aaron's foreclosure course that he has going on. Um, and that is all we have for today. Aaron, do you have anything else?
1: The No, just want to say thank you. Thank you, Brandon, for for coming on the show. The, maybe we'll be able to talk you into coming out to Austin and hanging out with us Next year? Yes. I love
0: it. Dude, you should. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. really enjoyed it. Love what you're doing here with Real Estate Rockstars. Um, Keep it up, and um, we'll certainly be in touch here shortly.
1: Awesome. Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.